0: Welcome to the Off The Bench Podcast, home of all things sports here in the Central Valley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off The Bench. All right, welcome back. Episode two, Off The Bench Podcast. We've made it to number two, Jason. We have. Man, I... We have been talking about this for a little bit, and I just thought, you know, we'll, we'll go do a let's do the first episode, let's see what happens. But I don't know about you. I had a lot of fun with it. I had a I had a blast. I'm excited. Just yeah. even like the list we've
1: been talking about, trying to different people we can try to get, and I'm excited about our guests
0: coming up. Demetrius Seriously, I think order. anybody out there listening, I think you're going to be stoked with the uh, the people we're hopefully going to get on yes. this thing in the next you know next few episodes. Uh, we got a big list work we're, we're working on here. So yes. It's going to be uh, I'm I'm pumped about it, man. It's going to be good times. Well, we uh we got to know you and I a little bit last time, but uh obviously we're Central Valley Sports fans, Jason, but I want to hear I want to hear what you what do you, what's your fandom outside of the Valley.
1: So, what's crazy is my family's from both my parents are from San Diego. So, my dad's a San Diego State alum, okay? So, I've always I grew up San Diego State, like watching San Diego State. Like I remember watching like Marshall Falk. So I have a lot of San Diego ties. So growing up, really Fresno State really wasn't something we'd go watch, but it wasn't something I was like, oh, like big Fresno fans. We watched a lot of San Diego State stuff just because that's where my parents are from. But I'm a huge, huge Kentucky fan. Not only basketball, but I support Kentucky and everything. I'm probably the only person – on the West coast that is like follows Kentucky football to a T and watches every
0: game. Every time I'm on Twitter, I see something about a Kentucky quarterback. I'm like, Oh, there <laughs> goes Jason again.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then like, it's funny. Cause just started watching basketball. I, I, I think I was on a team maybe when I was like in kindergarten, that was like the wildcats. Oh yeah. You know, um, my favorite color is blue and Kentucky at the time was on TV. Um, kind of watched them play. It was Rick Pitino was a coach and kind of fell in love with that style, up and down style. Watched you know Jamal Mashburn during those times and kind of just fell in love with those teams and kind of been just riding those teams my whole life. They've kind of been easy to watch. I mean,
0: basketball. This side, year like, it's not been but, really easy. <laughs> yeah, but that kind of there's a lot of teams that are struggling this year. Yeah, but
1: this year's been rough. But no, yeah, it's it's funny because like one of my gifts I got for Christmas. My mom got me a Kentucky blanket. Oh, nice. And like when I met my wife, when I was still living at home, my bedspread was Kentucky. I was 21 <laughs> years old. Like Kentucky's been my like
0: that is yeah, that's what got me through my childhood. That's awesome. Kentucky sports. Well, I got a similar story. Uh, I mean, I grew up as a diehard Fresno State fan, so there's no other college out there that I'm root- <laughs> that I'm rooting for. But uh, I do have, um, Kentucky's kind of random, I guess, you know, for a West Coast boy. But I do have a bit of a random team that I'm a huge fan of. I'm a diehard Atlanta Braves fan. TBS. Yeah, know? Turner Broadcasting System. Every single game when I was a kid, they were on TV. It was, I mean, you, them are the Cubs, right? Yeah. And uh, I just grew up watching Chipper Jones and David Justice, Greg Maddox and the boys. And i uh, just been a diehard Atlanta Braves fan my whole life. And we're in a new era right now. It's so super exciting. In fact, we just had the Super Bowl and I'm a football fan, but the for for me, the Super Bowl means oh, all right, it's baseball season now. Richie Freeman. Yeah. Or Freddie, Freddie Freeman. Freeman. Freddie, Freddie yeah, Freeman. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah.
1: The Braves are fun. I remember I grew up Braves Padres fan and one of the reasons because the Braves they were always on TV. Yep. And right, you had John Smoltz, you had Tom Glavin. Right, you had Greg Maddox, right? You just Steve Avery, the whole, I mean, it was deep. They were unbelievable, you know? And you go back to, like, with Ron Gant, right? Deion Sanders, right?
0: Yeah. Otis Nixon. Local boy, Terry Pendleton. Yes, like,
1: right? Like, those are fun teams,
0: and yeah. Yeah, so, all right, well, we got that out of the way. (laughs) We'll get back to Central Valley Sports here, but that's just a little bit more about us. Um, So, Central Valley, you know, there's not much going on, as we know, but... Cross country is off and running, man. It's the biggest yep. series, biggest season in cross country history as far as I'm concerned. I saw that, uh, you know, we mentioned last time that we they were running on campus, and they are at most places, but Buchanan and Clovis North had a meet at Woodward Park. Oh, nice. So it was modified instead of a 5K. I think they did like a 3K. Okay. Um, But I guess that is open. So, I mean, I didn't realize that, but it felt like a legit thing. I mean, even felt like we were going back in time andy bogart was out there taking pictures and covering it and i'm like man he he comes out for all the track and field yeah running stuff but yeah cross country killing it right now it seems like it's the most exciting thing we've ever seen um outside of that i mean i'm a high school tennis coach we had our first scrimmage it didn't go so well but you know we'll, we'll get better um i did hear one thing uh in the tennis world, San Joaquin Memorial has maybe the best player the Valley's ever seen. Oh. A uh, kid named Ethan Quinn. He's a national level. like oh. at his age group, I think he's probably playing with 16-year-olds now. Probably the top three 16-year-old in the whole country. Oh, wow. Uh, we're talking like absolute killer on the court. And... But as you, you can imagine, in an individual sport like that, when you get that good, he's—I don't think—I think he's done with high school tennis now.
1: Okay, making so, that next
0: jump. Yeah, he's been all over the. I think he's—he might still—he's probably still enrolled, but he's all over the country and playing tournaments and just killing it. So, you know else was killing it? Who made that jump? Who you got? I'm talking about Jalen Green. Oh yeah, Jalen Green did G League Ignite. Oh my goodness. He uh he's played two games now. Yes. First game, he uh I think he had thirteen points. Got outshined a little bit by yeah. his teammate Jonathan Kaminga. Uh I thought I felt like Kaminga kind of stole the spotlight a I little bit. I feel like Jalen maybe looked like he was, you know, maybe the nerves, right? Trying yeah. to like force a little bit, right? First game. I mean you gotta imagine that's it, it is nerve wracking. You're playing grown right? men. And he's the reason why people are watching. Yes, he's, he's the reason why they're on ESPN. Yeah, he's every game's on ESPN and it's because of number one recruit Jalen Green. Yes, I mean, Jonathan Kaminga, every, everybody knows his name, but let's be real. They're, watch, they're, they're on ESPN because of Jalen. Uh, yes. so And he, he showed out today. He did today. He had a much better day, 21 points, I think five rebounds. And, man, they were looking for him. His teammates mm-hmm. had They were throwing him lobs. He was driving to the hole. I mean, he, he had a game today. Yes, he did. I can't wait. These uh, some of these games are on at weird times. Though. They are. They are. I think it was like a noon game or something yeah. today. I think the first one was like at ten or something. Yeah. So hopefully, I th- I think I saw maybe next week or so. There's a prime time game, but um, that's what YouTube's for too. Get that's off, true. Get off work and check out the highlights. Yep. For these weird ones, but I guess that's what happens when you're playing at a in a bubble and all kinds of game random game times, but. Kid's killing it right now. I can't wait to watch more of it. I'm just eager to see what team he's going to play for. I know. Who's drafting Jalen. Seriously. That was – the NBA draft was, you know, a couple months ago, two months ago or whatever. And as soon as it ended, I was like, finally, we're – it's Jalen season. We get to see what what, – how this this draft's going to play out. So, the good thing is with this G League – not only is he he playing well, but the t- his team is two and zero. Yep, they won both games, and that's big because they got to win games to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he's going to need all those games to just for extra film. Yeah, so that's and good. It's also
1: it also I think shows like he can carry a team, right? Yeah. Like he's a, like shows that he's a you know three level scorer. He can get to the rack, shoot that mid range, shoot the three. But then he you know he's a five tool player, right? He's he does it all, and I think that's what he's just going to keep showing that and. Hopefully that's enough for whoever has the number one overall pick to select him.
0: Yeah, I don't know who it's going to be, but, uh, man, I can't wait to uh, see where he winds up. Can you imagine he winds up in, uh, I don't know, like, I mean, he's going to hes going to go to one of the worst teams, right? He, but what if he winds up in Charlotte, play a backcourt with uh, a mellow ball? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of exciting opportunities out there where he I'm could he wind up. He could be up. the face of New York, yeah. the Knicks. Sacramento, I mean, yeah. he... Yeah. It I don't. Know, I don't know that it matters where he's going to go. And then
1: you look at too, like right, right, like the Warriors. They have a possibility of getting a lottery pick, and if Jalen somehow drops, and all of a sudden he's playing with Clay, Steph, Draymond, James Wiseman,
0: that would be wild. You know, like talk about no pressure coming in. Oh, I mean, you just you just do your thing. Yep. Yeah, that's wild. Now we did see uh, in other basketball news, we did see Fres- Fresno State. You know, they've been struggling a little bit this year but a uh, big win over Air Force uh, last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um and again Valley Kid Junior Ballard leading scorer, uh 17 points. This he's playing place, really well. Man, the last couple of games he's just coming alive. He's uh we saw him do it over at Cal Poly. Mm-hmm. But he's just I mean, took him a little bit little little while to get going, yeah. but now he's on fire, man. And it's fun to watch. So. And then uh saw another big win. You know a little bit more about this. Yeah. You you have some experience with Fresno Pacific. But they had a big win over Azusa Pacific. Yeah. And I
1: don't think a lot of people don't probably understand that. It's, it's one of those things like at FPU, like your rivals Azusa, yeah. but I don't think Azusa considers Fresno Pacific okay. a rival. Kind of like, like the
0: I, Fresno State Boise for a little while. Yeah. Like, yeah. like right. It's kind of been one sided. Yeah. And um, I, I admit, I saw a bunch of hype about the win on Twitter and I didn't really understand it all.
1: It's, it's a big deal. They're, I think they're probably one of the biggest like Christian colleges on the west coast um and just how many students they have and the facilities and yeah but yeah anytime you play anytime you get a win over azusa that means something right like azusa pacific is before when they were in the nai they were always they were like the class act of the nai you know like and then to go and get them and just comparing their budget compared to like Fresno Pacific's budget yeah. and recruiting and just for CJ to go get that win. And I know CJ, like he, he went to Azusa for a while, hmm. you know? And so, and he, I know he knows a coach and yeah. be able to get that win and for those guys and yeah, anytime you can beat Azusa Pacific, that's, that's a good notch on the belt.
0: Yeah. I knew it was something special. Cause I just, like I said, I saw it on Twitter, saw people talking about it and I was like, wow, this feels like more hype about a, just a normal win. No. So, yeah. It's that's a big win. Yeah. That's a big cool. win for those boys well we got a uh we got a fun one today man we got an interesting interesting guy that we got to talk to and uh i i man it was fun I think you guys are gonna enjoy hearing this interview um we got to talk with the one and only demetrius porter i, I call him the king of Fresno when it comes to basketball like he he has his hands in everything everything boys girls i mean it's just he's been there if he didn't pl- he either played in a legendary era now he's like living it coaching it. Yeah. And he's kind of the only one coaching right now. He is. In this COVID
1: era. Boys, girls, like he's the top players in the Fresno area. He has some type of relationship yep. with. Even if he's not coaching them directly. They, yeah. He's, he's, got, he's involved. So. He's the first person when anybody asks me, I need to play AAU, like who do
0: I call? Yeah. Let me give you Demetrius Porter.
1: <laughs> he's the guy in
0: that world. So especially yes. around here. Well, I think you guys are going to really enjoy uh enjoy that interview. The man's man's kind of a local legend. So he's been there, done that, seen it all, played with everybody. Um uh, so it was really really good sitting down with him. Uh, once again, we said this last time. Uh if you guys are listening to this and you kind of think you if you enjoy what we're doing, just go tell somebody. Help us out. And then you can, Dimitri can tell you about a good wine. Yeah. You can seriously. sit and listen to the podcast and have a nice glass of wine. Exactly. Go get you a glass of center cork wine. Yes. So awesome. Uh, just, yeah, do us a favor. Tell somebody else about the podcast, hit that retweet button Just help us, help us get the word out. We're really enjoying it. So we're going to keep going with it and, uh, reach out, let us know what you guys think. If you got some, some suggestions, somebody that we need to have on, uh, yeah, let us know. We're on social media, Instagram, Twitter at pod off the bench. Let us know. Let's get, uh, let's go here from, let's see what Demetrius has to say. All right, here we go. We got the the man himself, Demetrius Porter. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to get this thing started here. We, uh, Me and Jason were talking and just kind of right away, man, Demetrius, your name just came up as... as not only the guy to talk to about basketball in, in the Valley, but just somebody we had to get on here right away. I called him the king of Fresno basketball. <sighs> I, I mean, it's true. I, I look at I look at the Demetrius story in, in kind of like three parts, and they're all kind of legendary, right? He played for Von Webb at Washington Union. And there's not many more legendary eras in high school basketball around here. That still gets State talked champ. about. State yeah. champs. State champion. Then he plays for Coach Tarkanian. I mean that's about as wild as it gets, and then he's just killing it in the in the AAU game with Lady Heat and Ebo. So uh, we're gonna kind of touch on all that today. But I figure we start with let's go back to high school. Tell us about the high school career. So I started off my first two years at San Joaquin
2: Memorial. Um, my uh, one of my favorite coaches, Jason Brandis. Uh, he saw me play as an eighth grader, talked to me about going to my San Joaquin Memorial. My aunt Jackie White went there. Some of the other. Um, People in my neighborhood went there also, Mike Harris, uh, Roscoe, and Clifton Pondexter. And so they just kind of explained to me like, yo, it will be good to see something different from our environment that we're in. And so I went there my first two years. Um, I left because Coach Brandis had left. Um, and I went back home to Washington Union. Um, now, first, was,
0: was Vaughn there when you went he, back? He was not there. Okay. He
2: wasn't there. Um, so the first Brad Felder was there. And um, we went to the Valley, lost to Garces in the Valley uh, my junior year. And then my senior year, Vaughn Webb came in. And it was kind of funny uh, because he came in and he preached state championship now, we're a bunch of little hood kids. Yeah, Like, we ain't going to a state championship. So, you know, he used to try to use that to make us run extra than we thought. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you want to win a state, run nine more stairs. Like, man, he just want us to run, yeah. you know. But, you know, it paid off because he, he has this saying about um, mentality. Yeah. And so he helped change our mentality. He helped bring out all our, our, our struggles and some of the things we see every day and, and, and leave it out on the court. Yeah, and, uh, I follow
0: him on Twitter, and he's still preaching that. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: and we were blessed. You know, we played that year. We went 31-1. and We lost to uh, Jarvis Turner, uh, who went to USC in the Clovis Elks. Okay. Um, oh. Lost to them by three. And then we went on our uh, tear in the state playoffs where we faced Brandon Glanville, who's the leading assist guy at uh, USC. Oh, wow. Um, Baron Davis. We beat them in the semifinals to go to the tournament, <laughs> and actually, that was we were actually the underdogs that game, uh, and we ended up beating them by 21. Oh my and, goodness! Yeah, he was the number one junior in the country. Jeez! You know, so he had 13 that game. I went for 31 that game. So
0: that, that you were coming in, they were they thought they were going to just roll you. Guys. Oh,
2: absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we thought, you know, they, <laughs> this is mighty crossroads. You know, they get to recruit players. Yeah. Um, so they had the number one point guard. So it was, for me, it was like, man my chance to prove myself against the number one player, one of the top point guards to ever come out of L.A. And uh that day I was just on my game and had one of the better games of my life.
1: Who else was on your team at Union? Chris year? Jeffries. But okay. well, he was young then. Yeah, he you, wasn't the Chris yeah, Jeffries no, that yeah. you saw
2: of, uh, but he was still versatile. He came from Madeira, right? Yes. No, actually he went to Clovis. He was in Clovis. Okay. He was in Clovis. Because
1: that's when they hired They hired Brandon Bocke, yes. Walt Fresno State, yes. and then Webb was used to be the JV coach, applied for the job, yep. and then that's when – Went to Union and
0: yeah,
2: So, I mean, we had some good transfers. Alonzo Robinson came in. He averaged for – he was our second-leading scorer behind me at 22 a game. Uh, Darius Welch came from, I want to say, Fresno High. Okay. Um, Chris's brother, uh, Bryant, came along with him. Uh, And then we just had – oh, Bobby Gilbert, he played with me. He was like a childhood friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Um, And then the rest of the guys were – just the kids in the neighborhood that wanted to be a yeah. part of something. I mean, they could play. They, yeah. You know, they, they like I said, we came. We was all uh, on the shorter side compared to Baron Davis' team. Yeah. I mean, he was a six four point guard, and I was five eleven. Hmm. So we had to be tough mentally to to, to win. And uh, you know, he he did a documentary. Um, a while ago saying, like, man, we thought we was gonna beat this little team from Eastern. and they came in and kicked our butt. You know, even today, yeah. it's funny, even to today, uh, I was in the G League. I mean, walking through the Jew League. Yeah. And he came, stopped me, and I'm like, yo, it's one of the best point guys I ever played against. <laughs> I'm like, You're tripping. Like, you didn't play against yeah. Steph. You did yeah. crazy. <laughs> no, but he took a picture with my son and awesome, talked well that's about cool. me in front of my son. So it was a great feeling. Yeah, but, that's awesome. Yeah. So went on there and then um where was the state title game back then? State title game was in Sacramento. Okay, it was in Second Arco Arena.
0: Yeah, nice. and we played
2: against uh, Cardinal Newman. Okay, Card- Cardinal Newman from uh,
0: the uh, Northern
2: California. Yeah, it was the
0: same kind of story. Everybody thought Cardinal was going to get the win. And, Absolutely. Yeah. I
2: mean, like I said, we wasn't supposed to do what we did. Yeah. Like it was, no way. Um, it was just like a Cinderella story. First Especially year, a fir-
0: first year head coach. Yeah, like yeah. Nobody really
2: saw you coming. No, yeah. he was the first year head coach. Um. This was a team, I guess, we like I said, it was undersized, it was fast, it was tough, it was scrappy, um, and we kind of refused to lose. Um, for us, our chip is we wanted to do something in our neighborhood that has never been done yeah. and, and give the kids in our neighborhood that was younger than us something to look up to and let them know that dreams are possible. And so that was
0: kind of our uh, model that year. And they came back a couple years, and they did it again. Yes, yeah. <laughs> After with with left. Deshaun Stevenson. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny.
2: He brought him, my senior year, he brought the 7th grader to the gym. He's like, yo, Mitch, I think he got him. I was like, he's 7th grader. He can't play. So he comes in, and you just kind of just see him. He's confident. He's handling the ball. He's dunking. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's, he's just something different.
0: He don't look like a 7th grader. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> So we knew he was going to be special. Yeah. Um, I actually grew up on the same street as Deshaun. Did you?
1: Yes. And so funny story is when he was, I was like in seventh grade, I think he was a freshman. Yeah. And so he lived around the corner from me, him and like Chris Sims, Lenny McCormick, mm-hmm. they would always come over when they are hanging out. And he actually like broke my backboard on uh, my driveway <laughs> when he was like a freshman. And literally was like, hey, AJ, when I make it pro, I'll buy you a new one. <laughs> Never got a new backboard. Yeah. Short, short, short. But you know what I'm saying? Like, he always had that confidence, and it was always a man among boys. Yes. Right. yes. Just, just, yeah, yeah it just unbelievable how talented he was.
2: No, it was great that uh, when we had Jalen Green play for Ebo, e- we got a chance for them to do an interview together. Uh, how he has taking over the torch from what Deshaun yeah, did. Yeah. And it was just good to see them interact because a lot of stuff Jalen was going through, Deshaun already had, went through with the pressures of people always tugging at you. The pressures is just being who you are. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was great that uh, him being a Fresno legend himself, uh, oh, you know, he flew, he flew, actually, he flew from Orlando to Atlanta where we was playing to speak with him. Oh, that's nice. awesome. So it was cool, you know. So that was really cool. Jalen,
0: you know, Jalen Young, so he really didn't
2: know what he is, you know, but, man, he went out of high school. One of the first out of Fresno to do it. But yep.
0: It's unfortunate. I mean, Deshaun had a long career.
2: Yeah, he won, won a, a championship. championship. Yeah. yeah, he won a championship. Shut down LeBron, yeah. Like He made an worst. impact. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that
1: was the worst. If you look at LeBron, all his series in the playoffs, yes. against the Mavs was his worst series ever, and yeah. that's because of Deshaun.
2: It was. Yeah, He, he got to him uh, mentally, I think, because yeah. – you know, they had their feuds when he was in Washington. Washington yep. you know, so uh, it was good to see him do that for the I, valley.
0: I feel like he, because he left out of high school and skipped college, though he's always in that group, right? Of like, compared to Kobe and yeah. compared to LeBron and well, all these guys. You remember the magazine that had him? Like, somebody compared him to Michael Jordan. Yeah. They said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Talk about putting the pressure on. Yeah. Him. Yeah. They said he's a future. He's the next Jordan. Like, yeah, he's he no no way he was ever going to live up to that. Absolutely not.
1: A lot of people like it was funny too because I know like you talk to people and they talk about your guys' state championship. A lot of people assume. That Deshaun was on that team, not realizing that he wasn't even there at Unique. No, yet. he yeah.
2: wasn't there yet. I mean, I tell you this, their team probably was one of the most athletic teams we've had at Washington. I mean, you're talking about Richard Millsap who jumps out the yes. gym, Deshaun Stevenson, Deshaun Anderson, Chris Jeffries. And now, he, now he was a different Chris Jeffries. Yeah, but now you have Coop on that team, you have Carvel you Coop, on that team. Carvell um Shamel Star Wars, yes. who's like the Michael Jordan of Brazil. Yes. <laughs> you know.
1: Um you know, he got I'm serious, he got his own
2: shoe over there. <laughs> no, like, it's like they had like eight division one players on that yeah, team. No, it's, for sure. And
0: was Chris Jeffers a senior by that point? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Yes. And that team is, yeah, that team. I was pretty good. That might go down as probably yeah. the, uh, right? Like, would you say that might be the best team ever? No, I would kick their butt. But
2: <laughs> they, they, were they, were, they, were <laughs> they were good. They were good. <laughs> they were good.
1: They were good. Right. were <laughs> Okay. So you go, you win your state championship. Uh-huh. Did you have other offers or was Fresno State always where you were like, I'm going to Fresno
2: State? It's funny. So I tell a little story. So me and my dad, one time when I was younger, before I even started playing basketball, was watching Georgetown versus UNLV. And I followed basketball a little bit, but I've always heard the name Alonzo Mourning. And so one day my dad was like, come here, son. Who do you think going to win, UNLV or Georgetown? I ain't never heard of UNLV. I'm like, man, Georgetown, easy. They got Alonzo Mourning. Not knowing who Tark was at the time, not knowing who Larry Johnson, Stacy Augmon was, uh, so I sat there and watched that game and just fell in love with their style of play. I mean, I mean, I remember getting a part in my head talking about I was Larry Johnson, Grandma. Grandmama, grand yeah for sure. <laughs> and so from then I was like, man, I want to play for Tark. Like I love their style of play. But then he went to the NBA, and so I was like, God, I, I ain't gonna never, I ain't gonna reach that dream. And then. God brings things around he comes back to Fresno and uh he started recruiting me so I um had BYU my my last three schools was BYU Arizona State and uh Fresno State and so I chose Fresno State for one for TARC two I could be home three I just wanted to do something for the valley like I always kind of you know, just through my recruiting years of AAU, just knew how hard it's for for Valley kids to get respect. So I, that's why I kind of ride so hard for us, because I actually experienced it with me and Shannon Willis and Nate Fast and some yeah. of those guys. Like we never got any respect out there on the circuit. So I always, I never want the kids here to have to experience that. So I want to lay a a foundation for them that they didn't have to. So. And then at the time Fresno State didn't recruit a lot of Fresno kids too. I think I was the first Tart kid to get recruited by him, and so it came down to those three schools. I went on my visit to uh, BYU. Uh, Steve Cleveland tried to kill me with the horseback riding. That <laughs> you know, was, was the deal breaker, Steve. Um, and then Arizona State. I had the opportunity. I could have went in as a freshman. and Started with um, Eddie House. Oh. And okay. so. But at that time they was just like they wasn't yeah. very good. And so I'm looking at this team that Coach had put together. You talking about Ray for Austin, Mr. Skip to Malou, Chris Hare, Mr. Massachusetts. You got three time parade All American, uh, Terrence Robeson, Evandre Jones. Like at that time I think we were preseason ranked number seventh in the country. And Coach was like, Look, man, you probably won't start your first year. But the next three years you have opportunity to fight for a starting position. And so I, and I've and i always been a winner all my life. So i like, me, I'm going to go with the win over the, the accolades playing the Pac-12 or, or BYU, who was rebuilding also. Um, so I decided to stay home and, and go to Fresno State, and it kind of worked out for me. Um, you know, I went to the tournament two years in a row there. Uh, I've always had a 20-win season. Um, Just had a great career there. Uh, Got to meet some great people. John Welch, who's now with the Clippers. Gergerich, who's been in the NBA. And Coach Stark himself.
1: So do you, like my question would be then, do you think Chris Jeffries and Shannon, do they come back to Fresno State if you're not at Fresno State? You know what I'm saying?
2: Absolutely not. You know, I actually, uh, it was funny, my, my senior year, I was trying to create a super super team with Shannon. I was like, man, <laughs> what are you staying at Buller for, man? Come on over here and let's let's win the state together. But he, you know, he stayed loyal, which was cool. But, um, you know, he came back and then uh, Chris came back. And so I was like, man, that's cool, man. I get to play with my high school teammate, Chris Jeffries, yeah. and then my best friend, Shannon. Like, you the best of both worlds.
1: So I always tell people, I'm I'm aging myself. I don't want to age you either. Yeah. But... <laughs> So I was in elementary school. I was fifth, sixth grade during come, your. Come on. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm my bad. But <laughs> at that least was my a senior in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was my like. I always argue with people that I feel like that was the best time in high school mm-hmm. hoops during the mid '90s when you had the Swills brothers at Bullard. Mm-hmm. You were at Union, right? Yeah. You had
2: Chazelle Archie.
1: Yeah, Chazelle. You have
2: the Dexter Young. Yes, and then you have Nathan Dunning. Fast,
1: yeah. who right, and then you had the Pemberthys yes. at who. I was yeah. just like, and then. The games, like those atmospheres in those games when you would go watch those basketball games were unbelievable. And maybe because the gyms were smaller yeah. and the, the noise with those wooden bleachers, but you could feel it.
2: I mean, and it's just like you said, Fresno loved their sports. And at that time, I mean, let's not forget Darnell McCoy, who was doing a 28-a-game. You know, so it was just some hoopers that um, Darren Massabar brought us together and made us go on that AAU circuit, and it helped us out tremendously, you know. Um, Like for me, I grew up watching Carl Ray Harris, like one of my favorite players of all time. So he actually the one that got me even considering basketball. You know, so but that era that you're talking about was a, uh, was a lot of kids that was trying to figure out how to break the barrier to get to college.
1: Yeah, you think about it, like you got Nathan Fast play with Steve Nash, you know, mm. like Tazelle led Pepperdine to the Sweet Sixteen. You know, like yeah. it's you look back and you go and you're just you're yeah. amazed with with
0: that talent, with it, that class. It was and really Fresno. was a special time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You mentioned those the atmosphere in those gyms. I was young too. I didn't go to a ton of those, but I. I remember going to a couple of those union games, yeah. and did you guys, was it, turn the lights off, or like, open, at the yeah, beginning, yeah, right? Yeah, we turned it off. Come you guys were one of the first ones to do yeah. that, Yeah, With our little hoodies on. Come out with the hoods, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and For warm-ups, and I mean, it was just, it, right from the start, it just created that moment, Actually, that atmosphere.
2: Yeah, I think we stole the hoodie idea from, uh, I think, Jervis Cole or Corey M. Harris. Okay. They used to come out listening to that. Uh, I remember I was a young and they used to, <laughs> the crowd used to chant, "Ice, ice baby, we too cold, too cold, ice, <laughs> ice baby," and I was just like, "Man, y'all, like the atmosphere was just crazy." That, yeah. that 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 time, that's when Washington was in the that small gym that only yes. had one side. Yes, had one side and it was rocking.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I didn't go a ton, but it mm-hmm. was. I just, my only memory is that it was just. This epic environment.
2: Yeah.
1: And then you... like, Yeah, then Edison, and then you had the whole... The battles.
0: The <laughs> battle of the
2: cats. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It was... It was a fun time. Yeah. It was really... I,
0: I, I can only imagine. You guys... That, that Edison Union, right? Like, you guys all kind of grow up together. The, the border, nobody really knows where, you know... Yeah, it's
2: like... You're like one street from Yeah, you. exactly. <laughs> like, I think, like, everybody uh, on... The south side of Jensen yeah. goes
0: to Union, and north side of Jensen go to Edison. But then you got grandma that lives on the other side, exactly, and
2: yeah. yeah. And, but we all meet at Frank A's. Go yeah, there. You, go. you know, it was kind of weird. Like you know, uh, we have this rivalry, but anybody come from the other side of town when they come to our side, we all jail yeah, together. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so it, it was just kind of weird. Yeah, good, those are good times, man. Yeah. those are good times. Now you wind up, you get through all that, you win the state title, you wind up at Fresno State. Mm-hmm. We talk about legendary eras. It doesn't get much more legendary than playing for Coach Tarkanian.
2: Yeah. You know, um, I went and ate lunch with Danny Tarkanian, his son, who was my assistant coach, maybe like uh, a month ago. Nice. And he said something to me that I didn't even really think about it. He said, you know, the team you were on my freshman year, my dad is saying that, that was the best team he's ever assembled. Dang. Now, mind you, he's won a national championship with Larry Johnson, but when you start breaking down the players and their accomplishments in high school, like, it was pretty impressive. Like, like I said, they won a national championship, and you start thinking about, again, Terrence Robeson, three-time Parade All-American, only three other people that never did that. Rayford Austin is a legend in New York and everywhere else. Chris Heron is you know, he's just a man wherever he walks on campus. Von Drey was the best big man on, on campus. Winfrey Walton was a McDonald All-American. Yes. Um, you had Nick Irvin who was the leading scorer in Chicago history. Will Farley and myself. Uh, it was just... just was Melvin on that team yet? Melvin Eli. Exactly. No big... Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, and Melvin Eli. And so, that team was just... It just had a, a lot of talent but kind of let you, you know, It taught me something, like even when I'm forming my team, because having all that talent sometimes doesn't work because a lot of people wasn't really uh, willing to sacrifice for each other. And so though that was our best team, it was our worst season. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one, we never got a chance to play together because of the different suspensions. Uh, We could never build no chemistry, really. Uh, We still made it to the... um, Final four of the NIT. NIT, yeah. Yeah, but by that time, we were so depleted. Like, I think I was playing the four. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, we only had, like, six guys going into the game. So, uh, it it, it was great being around those great guys because their talent level was so crazy that they made you get better. But at the same time, um, no one was willing to – we wasn't disciplined enough to win.
0: Yeah. Like, you guys turned what – I think most would say most of the time Fresno is more of a football town, right? Yes. But you guys turned into a basketball town yeah. for, for, for a period of time.
2: No. I mean, you got a name like Coach Tark. He turns anywhere into a basketball mm-hmm. town, you know. Plus, the the caliber of teams that he was bringing to play against us, you know I mean? Like UMass came here. Yeah. LSU was coming here, you know. He brought in some big-time schools that probably wouldn't have <laughs> came in the You past. say
0: UMass. That doesn't mean much now. But back then, that back was— Back then, a, it was the yeah. powerhouse.
2: You know, Marcus Camby was coming yeah, out yeah. of there. Uh they had some some players.
0: Just coming off a
1: Final Four season and stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. No, and then you, I remember the Tark meter. That would be always the thing. Oh my you just, God. like, how loud is it going to get? Yeah, you yeah.
2: Know? It was so, you know, uh, people ask me what's the difference between there and the save, Martin, and it's a big difference. Yeah. You know, you had 10,000 in there just packed. You know, that's say the thing more,
1: I think with Seymour. you. Too You They got ten thousand. You don't even know there's ten thousand people no, there because how don't. big and spread yeah. out is But Selen Arena, you're right on top of yeah. it. Yeah.
2: And they all in a red wave. They wearing them red sweaters, them red V-neck sweaters. Yeah. You when
0: you when you walk into uh, Selen Arena now, do you like flash back to those to those games? And
2: no, every time I go to the Valley, I just it yeah. just brings back memories. Like those are just, like some fun times, you know. And then for me, again, for us to go to the tournament two years in a row and. Just having to like I just me being a part of it, especially being from Fresno. Yeah. You know, it's just I felt like I accomplished something. As, as what good you, as
0: that team was, you were the hometown kid. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And, and, so, and that's my thing is too, is like how many
1: teams before that had Fresno State had gone to the NCAA tournament? I think one. I think Tyrone
0: Bradley named, right? I'm sure Boyd some of those Boyd Grant teams maybe did it. I don't know. Yeah, I but you know what I'm was. saying? Like it wasn't. It wasn't a, no. it been it'd been a minute. It had yeah. been a
2: minute. And then for, for the year that I finally got my starting position. We go to this tournament. And like for me that was this huge accomplishment. I mean talking was, about the tournament. You had a game Yeah where you went off. Yeah, you know, the year before the year before we lost to Wisconsin and I had a mind frame set that I wasn't losing in the first round no more. That just was me, you know, because Tito was a freshman; he was new. Only me and Melvin had experience. The, the, the and Chris Jeffrey hadn't even, and so I was like, "Man, we're not getting bumped out the first round, no way." And so I kind of went in with a different mindset to where well, we wasn't. I was going to do whatever it took to win. Like I, I didn't care, you know. It's funny, me and Shante leggings because he yeah. was he was their point guard at the time, Okay. and so uh, you know we we beat him, and and we went to the second round. Of course, got a I don't know if we got a butt kick, but we lost to Zach Randolph and yes. Jason Richardson. The Michigan State team. Yo, was... man, it was tough. Mm. I remember Melvin was like, man, I gave him everything. He hit Zach Randolph one time as hard as he can with his shoulder. Zach <laughs> bumped him. <laughs> He's like, he didn't move. He's like, that's when I knew he was in trouble.
1: No, and yeah, because I remember that game yeah. you were, you had 27, I believe. You uh-huh. hit like five threes. And I think the crazy thing is what people don't realize is you used to, like, you were before your time. Um, when you're shooting a three, like, yeah, you, you yeah. used to let that thing fly. You shot it at a high clip. Yeah. And you look, you know, during that time, too, like, the three ball, a lot of co- college coaches didn't believe in it. They yeah. were – I remember, like, Bobby Knight at the time was mm-hmm. against a three ball. Mm-hmm. Like, so a lot of coaches didn't – you know, like, the older college coaches didn't know really how to utilize a three. Yeah. Was that, that,
2: was that a Tark thing? Because You know what? Because Dominic Young, he's and, the one that made me, like, think, like, man, that might be the play for me because I was a high three-point shooter. Like, I was – nowhere near Steph but for me that was my thing like you know I would come down on a fast break and shoot a
0: three. Dom, yeah. Dom used to let it fly and yeah. Chris Heron would shoot from yeah. God yeah, knows where. Sure,
2: for sure so Coach Tark he he kind of just kind of let you play he, he didn't try to hold you back you know um, as long as your percentage says you could do it yeah. you could do it yeah. you know so yeah. I was I think I left there av- uh, shooting in the high 40s yeah so uh, he, he gave me the free reign to do me
1: but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, you look at it during those times, there wasn't no. they people went to, weren't.
2: Yeah, they went the pass first point guard. Yeah, and the people one. weren't
1: shooting a high no. lot of percentage of threes. Not Correct. You know, and yeah. was, you, you, got, you only have to wonder, like, how much points yeah. would Demetrius Porter be putting
2: up <laughs> now
0: if he was playing during this era at yes. Pleasant State, yeah. you know? Yeah. I would love this era. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, this would be my type of era.
0: <laughs> well, you mentioned that one game. I got another game in mind I want to hear about. whack tournaments, double overtime against Hawaii. You hit that game-winning shot.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um I just remember we, we needed that game to go to yeah. the tournament. And that was it game. was the semifinals, right? Yeah. And no, 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 It no. was it the finals. The finals. Yeah, whack So tournament. whoever won that was going to the yeah. tournament. And so uh we went double overtime. I remember Terrence Roberson pushing the ball down the sideline. He got trapped. And uh I'm running with him and my mind, throw it, I'm gonna hit this. <laughs> you know, so he got trapped and he threw it and I shot it and he went in at the buzzard and It was the greatest feeling. The fans rushed the court. Um, It's hot. You know, when all them fans are out, you get hot in there. But it was huge, especially being from home. That's unbelievable, too.
1: To hit a shot, to be the hometown kid, to hit a shot, to send your home to the NCAA.
0: Especially against a team like, I mean, Hawaii's always been one of those teams, right? You know, it's a rivalry. That's
2: the one team that. They could have won anyway. We just couldn't figure them out because they did so much movement, so much because we pressured a lot. They had a lot of backdoor cuts, um, a lot of movement on offense to which it just gave us fits. That was the one team that gave
0: us fits. Now, who'd you, uh, let's talk teammates. You played with, I mean, we've all oh, these names have come up here. You got Ray for Austin, Skip to My Lou. Ray for Austin. Courtney <laughs> Alexander, I mean, NCAA leading scorer. What's yeah, that like? Yeah, people don't understand. Courtney Alexander probably
2: was the best player to come out of Fresno State, period. Well, no, he didn't want to be stopped. He didn't have to be stopped. Unbelievable year he With had. 40-inch
1: vert on his yeah, jump shot. he didn't have
2: to be stopped. <laughs> There's been times where in practice, like, he'll go on a 20-point uh, scoring on anybody. I'm talking about on Melvin, on whoever, you know, because he just gets so high. Yeah, yeah, he had one move. I'm telling you, he go, I, I, everybody knew it. He's going right between the legs. It's going to go left, right, and then he's going to
0: explode and pull up. If you can't stop it, you don't need another move. not going to stop it.
2: Like, he literally, like, he would jump, like, 40 inches on his jump shot. No, he was an unbelievable <laughs> athlete. Unbelievable athlete. Like,
1: but, yeah, you played, like, you even played with uh, young Noel
2: Felix. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. played with a lot of guys who went on to play in the NBA. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Damon Jackson shot the heck yeah. out of it. Travis had a great career.
1: You know, like know. you don't you, – Larry Abney, who was just a rebounding yeah. machine, we were talking about yeah. earlier. they' 35 just, in the
2: game. Yeah. That's still a record. You know, he's with the Clippers now. Yeah. Him and John Wilts, you know, which is, this is a good thing. Um, but, yeah, we played – I played a lot of players. Like, I mean, I wish people would have got to really see Winfrey Walton play. When he first stepped on campus before he got out of shape, he was he was Carmelo Anthony pretty wow. much. He was Carmelo.
1: Because I, I remember being younger, like, remember him coming in, being a McDonald's All-American, and then just being like, okay, like – this is oh, going to be that. there's nothing he couldn't
2: do. He could handle like a guard. He could really pass. He could shoot the three. He's strong enough to post you. He was just a problem. He was a mismatch nightmare.
1: So you go from Fresno State, mm-hmm. and then you played professionally overseas. Yep.
2: So my first thing is France. Uh, I went over to France in uh, Orleans. Okay. Well, I played over there for uh, a couple of years, and then I went to... Uh, another place called La which uh, I stayed over there for a couple of years. It was like a that place was, was the best because I was maybe a mile away from the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower, so, <laughs> so you know you couldn't beat that. You're like a um, tourist over there. Uh, <laughs> like a tourist. Yeah, yeah. But it was um, it was great. That's actually how I got into the wine. To, to okay. be honest with you, um, you know, pregame for us was in in the states is pasta, water, orange juice. Every game, from oh, the wow. state. Over there, you got your baguette, you got your food, and then you got your glass of wine. And I mean, this could be an hour before the game. Yeah. You know, but they always drink wine until, and so I asked, like, why are we always drinking wine before games? And they start talking to me about the health benefits of it. Okay. And so, you know, it's funny, Carmelo last night, uh, Kenny Smith said, uh, you know, Barkley told him, he was like, man, you just had a great game. Like, you're going to be hurting for a minute. And, uh... Carmelo like, I'll be fine. And then Kenny Smith said, you better go get a glass of wine. And Carmelo said, I have a big glass waiting. So a lot of NBA players are like starting to Ron do. Like always talks about yes, drinking wine. And, yes, yeah so they're using it as a muscle endurance. Okay. And to relax their muscles.
1: So was France, like, was that, like, did you have other opportunities, like yes, other so places? I, I, yeah, just...
2: you know, so when I first came out, my first offer was to go play in Israel. Okay. But at that time, the wars of rumors the, the rumor of wars yeah. was, it was happening, so I was like, no, my mom didn't want me to do it. So then I ended up going to France, and then I played over in China for a minute, and okay. then went to, my last stint was in 209 in Mexico.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, in Tijuana. So, um, so when I had my son, I was like, you know, that's it, I don't want to be traveling back and forth overseas.
1: Did you have any issues playing overseas? No. Yeah, you because know, we were talking it's- about with Karachi, how he was saying, like, there's some places... Where, like, you don't get paid on time.
2: No, you know what? (laughs) You definitely get threatened a lot. So, my first year over there, I'm averaging, like, 31 a game. Okay. You know, I had guys on my team who was doing this as a second job. So, you only get two of us. Yeah. And so, whoever they stick you with, you just got to roll with it and you got to just try to figure out how to win. And so, every, we, we lost like two games in a row. It's like, hey, we will win the next game. You're not getting paid. I'm like, hold on, man. I didn't have 40, 45. And, and like, what else do you want me to do? Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> All right. So, I had to go to the teammates, like, hey, man, I need y'all to quit smoking cigarettes before the game and like focus, focus one time, you know? So, we, we end up winning that game, thank God, but, yeah. you know, you always threatened.
1: No, and mm. I think that's what a lot of people, like, we talked about as crotchy, that a lot of people don't realize that it's there's only so many Americans you can have. Yeah. Like, they don't want, like, people in those countries don't want to see a bunch of guys that they don't know or, you know, never seen before. Like Because a lot of those people live in those towns, yeah. live in those communities.
2: No, yeah, so my first place in Orleans was, like, living in, like, Easton. It was just (laughs) a small town. It was a small town, wasn't nothing there to do. You know, my second one was great. I was in Paris, you know, pretty much. Um, Funny story. So I had a guy on my team named Irve, And Irve was like, hey, what high school did you go to? And I remember Webb telling me he had some foreign exchange students. Oh. So I was like, I went to Washington Union. He said, I went to Washington Union. Do you know Deshaun Stevenson? (laughs) I played with Deshaun Stevenson. And I'm no like, way. I'm like You're no in Paris. And I'm in Paris. That was the craziest story ever. Irving. He's like he's light as you. Talk about a
1: small
0: so world. So he came, he was he after you. To,
2: yeah, he came after me, went to Washington Union for one year, him and another kid named Francisco. Francisco was on our team, but that Irving, Irving yeah. was. And he was a rebounding machine, but it was crazy. So you know Von Webb? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know Von Webb. Yes, I <laughs> international Von Webb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. international Von Webb. So that was a great story. That's okay.
1: hilarious. So you get done, you play, mm-hmm. and then what, what would happen next? So after? then I
2: started training NBA guys at um, uh, Impact Basketball in Vegas. Um, you know, I was had to move to Vegas because it was easier to, to get in and out when I was going overseas. And so I got with Joe Abundasar, who trains the majority of the NBA guys. And so I started training players like Paul Pierce, Baron Davis, um, Ty Lue, Chauncey Billups, Corey
0: Maggette, um, that's quite a list.
2: Yeah, yeah. Not a no, bad all star list. That, not a bad all star list. Not bad <laughs> list, yeah. So you got to see them, Calari. Uh, Lowry. Um, you got to see them actually. So they used to come in and we'll train them and then they'll play pickup. And so people don't understand how fast that game is. So they were short of player. So I had to get in. How old were you at this time? Mm, 29. Okay. Yeah. So I had to get in and I did height. You know, not got my shots when I needed to. But, you know, because they only play like three to four games. I'm like, man, you know, we, we play all day. But when you play against that type of speed and athleticism, like I thought I smoked cigarettes all my life. <laughs> like I couldn't breathe. Like I couldn't breathe because you score, and then Kyle Lowry is running at you full speed. So, like, you scoring, you running back, and then you got to deal with Chauncey in the post. <laughs> then you got to deal with Ty Lu, It's just like, oh, my God, like they do this – Every other day? Yeah, where's my break? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And we're only going to (laughs) 7. You know, but it felt like 17. How physical was it? Very physical. It's very physical. Like, these guys are the best athletes in the world. There's a reason why they're there. Like, I mean, I'm talking about... You can pick the last guy in the bench that's on the treadmill, and he is.
1: I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like you know, people look at these guys, and you know, like you like social media, and they're just like, "Oh, this guy's a bum. This guy's no good." And it's just like yeah. that dude will go to any yeah. rec gym right now and drop he, sixty bum, or
0: seven. He's a bum compared to LeBron. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. He's not
2: a bum compared to us. Yeah, you know. Uh, he's still
0: a you know point one percenter in the yes, world. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. These guys are just physically. Gifted,
2: they're big. Um like um Shabaka, Serge Backer, he, he that was his, he was a rookie. I, I trained him when he was actually about to get drafted. And then he was physically imposing, you know. Um so these guys just got different athleticism
0: than most people. Now what was it like when you start training guys and you have you're working with Baron Davis?
2: He always brings up the Washington. Yeah, right? I, I don't care where I'm at. He he
0: that game has not... Like, it's the I mean, one that can, that got away. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, you know. But
0: he uh, thought he was gonna get a state title, yeah. and you ruined it. Yeah, and when he came and back
2: man. and got one
1: last the <laughs> year after. So he was mad because he wasn't two time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now <laughs> he's like, this guy's working me out. And he <laughs> has to remind me every day yeah. at workouts.
2: No, but Barron's a really, really, really cool guy. He. um... He's he's in, into he's an entrepreneur. Uh, he talks about entrepreneurship. Um, he's trying to get uh, more African Americans into tech and into investments. So he's doing this thing right now, you know, which which is which is a cool thing for him.
1: Okay, so you after you did the whole impact training so guys. So
2: impact, and so um, you know, Danny had asked me to uh, help him start an AAU program. Okay, so I helped him start winning um, two and nine once I. Stop going back and forth overseas. You're talking Danny Turkanian. Danny Turkanian, yeah. And so, um, you know, we started our program, and then um, I started my own because uh, they had moved more into just the NBA thing. And so uh, I started my own out there, uh, boys, and then it's, it's just the weirdest thing. So the boys' program, we, we started with 10 kids who couldn't play, but we were like, hey, man, we're going to train them. And, and see what happens. So the first time we go out there, we play against the prospects. Now the prospects they had Shabazz Muhammad and some of the top players. They beat us by fifty, but they were these kids were just talented. They didn't put in, they didn't understand the the, the work ethic that needs to come with. So we kept training these training these kids, and we started losing by we lost first game fifty, next game 20 10 Now they are in a dog fight, and so they're like, man, how are these kids? Because it's like having. Uh, a small team from Easton play against Hillcrest. You know, it just it just did not supposed to happen. So more people started wanting to come and be a part of our program, and then their sisters kind of, man, you guys sexist? You don't do girls? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we're like, well, if we got enough, we'll do a girls team. Well, we started a girls team, and in a year, they became the best team in Vegas. Oh, wow. And so then uh, – You know, we had Paris. We had um, Charles Abandon's daughter paid for me. Okay. Um, Paris, who went to UNLV. Taylor Turney, who went to uh, Fullerton. Yazzie, who went to Virginia, uh, West Virginia. Um, Sharice, who went to New Mexico. So we had all these. Oh, um, Madison, who went to Oregon State. So we had all these girls that. that, that, Just loaded. It just loaded. And it wasn't meant to be like that. And so um, then I got offered a job. So UNL, uh, I took a job with Del- Delaware State because Tamika Lewis, who was the point guard at Fresno State when I was there, got the head coaching job. Okay. So I was like, man, yeah, I'll do it. As soon as I landed, the day after UNLV called and offered me a, a position.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, but I was loyal to Tamika to make a Tameka, Tameka, good friend. So I stayed there. Never had been to the East Coast. So I was like, it's a great experience. It's two hours from Philadelphia, two hours from Washington, D.C., three hours from New York. How would you so, like the cold? I uh, hated it. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, uh, and, and it was funny. Coach Welch was at that time with the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. So I used to go to some of the games and, and watch. So that was a great experience. Uh, so then when I came, so then I wanted to come back home. Uh, my uncle was dying from stage four cancer. And so I wanted to come back home. So I came back home and um, I went to a game. And I saw a couple of girls who were uh, out there. Rising A Way was the first one I saw. I'm like, man, I wonder where this girl is going. she got to be going somewhere. She's 6'2". She's probably the fastest thing in Fresno. Um, I wonder where she's going. So I went and talked to her. I said, hey, what, what are you doing? You got any um, offers? Where, where are you going? She's like, oh, I think I'm probably just going to go to Fresno City. Nobody wants me. That's,
1: and so, that's what's sad is that's what 90% of the kids in Fresno, that's yeah, usually what ends up
2: happening. No, it's, Yeah, because when I was sitting on the sidelines recruiting other kids, you know, Coach used to be like, where are you from? I'm like, Fresno. Like, where is that? Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm it made me start thinking like, if they don't even know where it's at, how are they gonna recruit our kids? Char so when I came back, I wanted to use that my contacts with the college coaches to start getting them here. So we had my first year out, we had Risen A. Wade, Kiana Baker, uh, Taylor Turney, uh Cambria. We had like a, a pretty good. It was okay. It was okay. Let me say that. So we had we was going. We was like 0 and 10. You know, I ain't gonna lie. We was 0 and 10. <laughs> But this one particular play changed everything. So Rajane. A. Wade runs full speed, blocks a girl, hits the bleachers, gets up, outrun everybody, catches the ball, and lay it in. And from that moment over, 20 coaches left the court that was next to us and just came and watched us.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> and so from putting, there. Putting Fresno on the map in an instant.
2: Yeah, in an instant. So from there, it's just been rolling ever since. And since then, we've been putting girls. We got girls at Kentucky. We got girls at Louisville, who's number two. We got girls that's all, all over, all over. But what I love about them, they still call and check on their little sisters, you know?
0: Like, I saw I, you had a big moment the other day. Somebody got her first bucket. Oh, Oh, yeah. man,
2: I love her. Ajene is the funnest girl to work out with because she can do everything a boy do. And so uh, the boys love her. Like they love it. Like her and Jalen used to always mess around, like Shit, you can't guard me. Yeah, right, yeah, right. You know, but no one would run up on her because she just might embarrass you. Yeah. You know, but she she was one of she's different. She's different. I ain't never seen a girl dribble like that. So
1: what made you bring back Evo?
2: So so once um the lady he started rolling Adidas was like, Hey man, you ever thought about doing a voice? And so I'm like, No, I haven't, honestly. Um, uh, things are going good with the girls, but uh, I do want to get back over there at some point. Uh, then as I seen this kid, uh, you know, I was asked to open the gym for a kid. And so I walked, you know, there's actually a, a guy from my neighborhood, uh, Jaylen's stepdad. He's okay. from my neighborhood. So He's like, man, I want you to see a kid. So I'll go see this kid. He was in the seventh grade. I remember calling him months. I'm like, man, <laughs> I ain't seen a kid like this since Deshaun Stevenson. Mm.
1: So you knew back then?
2: Yeah, I, I called him. like I said. I saw him play at Clovis East he just moved different, like his poise, his pace, the way he moved, like he was just head and shoulders above everybody. So, um, you know, so then uh, he got old enough and was like, you know what, let's bring back EBO. EBO. You know, he wanted to play for us and we we're like, we're going to bring back EBO. And so he was the perfect person to bring it back with. You no, know, so it was him, Jaime Hawkins, Anthony Holland played for us. That's at Fresno State. Um you know, so we Keshawn Johnson, who's at San Diego State, so, uh, Prince, who was at uh Cincinnati. You know, so all, all those guys came and played with us. So it was just a, it was perfect timing, perfect timing. Um So Jalen played with us that that year and just turned it out. The list of alumni for EBO for EBO is yeah. long and impressive. I long. mean, yeah. yeah, you know, I ran into Matt Barnes in the airport the other day. He played with me and know, yep. <laughs> you know. Like Myron Epstein. Yeah, you know, Myron. Carlos Boozer. Yeah.
1: That's what people forget. Like, oh, they, they were coming to Fresno yeah. to practice. Yeah. Like, Boozer was from Alaska, right? Yeah. And then you have Barnes coming. Like, it's just crazy. Like, the talent that.
2: Ray Young. You know,
1: like, it's just. And,
2: and my one of
1: the best teams
2: yeah. in the country. Mind you, Deshaun was on our B team then. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, that's an interesting point. Because, I mean, I've grown up. I grew up here in the Valley mm-hmm. forever in any sport. If you, all, all of our elite athletes have gone to LA or San Jose or whatever mm-hmm. for their travel teams. Mm-hmm. There was never anything at that level here. No. But I mean, to hear that those dudes were all coming to Fresno, like, that's just yeah. wild. It doesn't no. even make sense to me.
2: And, and think about it uh, the best year Ebo has ever had, had, and I say the best mm-hmm. team each season because they won a the big time, one of the top national tournaments two years in a row, the only team to ever do that. And they were all, they're starting lineup. Well, let me not say they whole strong line, but four of the five guys in their line that was from Fresno. Trayvon Willis, the Lopez brothers, and Quincy, Quincy Pondexter. Yeah. And then and they, they had, had Jasper had at the Derrick point. Derek Jasper
1: from Paso Robles. Yep. But then you had um, the McClellan brothers. Yep. Like, that team like that team was absolutely stacked and loaded yeah, as well.
2: Yeah, like, it was so good that I think Luke Babbitt tried to play for Ebo and got turned down. Jeez. <laughs> he
1: meant Jared Dunley. Dang. <laughs> but Jared ended
2: up playing for Ebo, though. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: This is why I call you the king of Fresno when it comes to hoops. Because, like, I, when I took the girls' job, mm-hmm. I, when I took it, you know, at Close North, I left Fresno Christian, was going to never coach girls' basketball. You were literally the first person I called. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't – I knew nothing about girls' basketball. I was like, if I'm going to know anything about girls' basketball, i got to call the man. Yeah. yeah. He has his hands on every single player. Like, he knows exactly who's good, who's not, mm-hmm. who has a potential to be good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and it's just and, – and he has it on both sides. Yeah. And that's what I think is so amazing with you. It's there's nobody in this area who does what you do for basketball, right? You can say like this person, like you can say like Vance Wahlberg, what he's done for the valley or for, for boys, right? Like mm-hmm. you can talk about Craig Campbell, what he's done for girls. Mm-hmm. But you're the only one who's done it for both boys and girls in this area.
2: And, and you know what the best part about that? Um, it's Not the wins. It ain't the. It ain't the um, scholarship. I mean, of course, we love the scholarship, but. To see the girls at the boys' game rooting them on, and the guys rooting them. like the guys are taking interest into girls' sports. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Which is a great thing to have your big brothers over there cheering yeah. and sitting on the bench. And you know, the other day we played at, in, in Bakersfield, and and uh, Joseph and and some of the our top boys mm-hmm. went and sat on the bench to watch Macy, who's going to Oklahoma State. You know, and cheering them on. Yeah, and so that that's just cool to know that they view this as. Us. Yeah. Just view, you view the valley as us. You know what I mean? So that, that's just a great feeling to have them just rooting each other mm-hmm. on. That is unbelievable. Now, you had a question about. Oh, uh, so
1: you've played and you have coached probably the who's who mm-hmm. of basketball in this valley, mm-hmm. in the Fresno area. Mm-hmm. So, who are your top five Fresno area players?
2: Top five. All time. All
1: time. Because somebody's going to be upset. Because I know Jervis is going to probably contact me and be like, why (laughs) am I not on this list? You know
2: what? (laughs) And and, and rightfully so. He's number six. (laughs) Rightfully so. But if I had to go with um, all time in high school, not what they did after high school. Just talking about high school. I have to go with Sean Stevenson. Okay. Jalen Green. Jackie White, Harry McDonald, and uh, Carrie Harris.
0: Okay. The legend himself. Talking
2: That's about McDonald, she's having a great year out of Arizona. She, she's a man. She's, <laughs> she's having me. a great
0: year at yeah. yep. that out of Arizona. Yep. That's a top five. Make. Okay. That's a big top five too, because yes. like you said, you've 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 seen it all. So that is yeah. I'll be curious as we keep doing this thing, how that top five changes, what everybody else's opinions are.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see, too, yeah. like who everyone thinks like their top five are. Because I wanted to ask you, that was one of the first questions yeah. I was like, I got to ask because I want to know he's been around, he's seen all these different players, he's yeah. coached all these different players, like who?
2: You know, and I, that, those players that I named, I think, impacted the Valley more for me. I'm talking about more for from, from me more than any, like I said, Kyrie Harris and going to Fresno State and putting up numbers. Yeah. You know, Jackie White being the first woman to be a McDonald's to do things like no one has ever done. Jalen Green to be the number one player in the country. Talking about being the number one pick in the draft, Mm -hmm. never been done.
0: Crazy. Had a great game today, too. Yes,
2: Deshaun Stevenson. um, Coming out of high school, ain't never been done. These are players that are – McDonald might be the player of the year. Yeah. Ain't never been done. So these are people that has impacted Fresno in a bigger way. You know, just it's not about just having 2,000 points. This is something that uh, keeps the makes the valley nationally known, and they've done it.
0: What's funny is I think I think the average fan in Fresno would would if you ask that question, the Lopez twins are gonna be right there at the top of that list, Mm -hmm. right? But you talk to somebody like Demetrius, and you realize that list is so much deeper than you than you even think of it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's crazy.
1: I think the one thing I loved about it too is you said let's not talk about what they've done after high school yeah. mm-hmm. but like the impact they've had in high school and mm. we just leave it at that that's well, I, mean.
0: I mean everybody knows Fresno doesn't have a you know there's no professional environment here right mm-hmm. high school sports are a big deal mm-hmm. you know everybody loves Fresno State We Fresno Pacific's getting there and all that but high school sports are where it's at around here Yeah, yeah.
1: that's the one thing I like when you talk about Fresno State I think uh, even like FPU like there's local kids now mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. Fresno State is a little different they got you know they have you have a couple of kids, but you have kids from the, you know, more of the valley, right, Bakersfield and stuff like that. And FP, like it, it makes, it makes you want to keep in touch. Makes you want yeah. to tune in and watch those teams play. And because you have the local
0: kids, I'll be a Bulldog fan for the rest of my life. But I get even more excited when it's a local kid. Yeah, you
2: know, I, that probably won't ever happen. But I do believe every college needs to save a scholarship for a local kid, one, just one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you ain't playing fourteen players, so you can, you can use one. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know, get that, keep that kid home. You know, um, one thing I hate hearing is how the kids talk about, man, Fresno State never recruits home. You know, are you hear it from football, you hear it mm-hmm. from basketball, you hear it from baseball, and that shouldn't be. Uh, our kids should know, like, they first priority because you can go get that kid from Texas and they may not pan out, you know.
0: Um, but even even the local kid, if he doesn't, even if he doesn't pan out, he's still selling tickets. Easily. Yeah. He's still, still putting seats. And not everybody pans out. You got guys. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to sit the bench, right? Yeah. But you get those local kids, and that's helping you sell out that arena. Well, no, and that's no. the
1: thing, is too. Like, you talked about earlier, like, if you don't go to Fresno State, right? Chan is not leaving USC. No. Chris ain't leaving Arkansas. No. You know? And you know what I'm saying? And you guys probably, like, the next wave, you know, like, I don't, you know, like, Fresno State... They would have been good, you know, like people would watch, but do they have that same impact without the local – without think, the Fresno about kids? It, if
2: Fresno State was able to get the Lopez brothers, they probably would have got Quincy. Yeah. You know, it just could be a trickle-down effect that changed your program. Yeah. You know. Even um, Trayvon. Trayvon went to UNLV. It, it, ooh, that is a great one. Yeah. You
1: know, like yeah. you look at that and it's – you know, did Fresno State – we don't even know if Fresno State at that time, you know, offered them. You know, Fresno State did have like Javance mm-hmm. at that time, you know, but – It's you look at yeah what could have been if they would have had those all those guys if they would have kept the local talent.
0: Those advanced teams were fun to watch too. They were.
2: Yeah. No, I I definitely just think they each college. I'm not even just talking about Florida State, but each college should try their best to keep their best local kids home. Now I'm not if they nobody's saying the whole roster. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I'm not saying if they if it's just one year with a. He isn't just not D one ready, I understand, but mm-hmm. we've been having a lot of oh, division got, one ready. Yeah.
1: You got some guys on your team. Absolutely. That could easily play
2: for Fresno State. Yeah. AK could, uh I think AJ George could. Joseph. Uh, and that's
1: like you got AJ right, he's on Long Beach State. <laughs> yeah. And did, did Fresno State offer him or
2: they were in contact. Okay. They was in contact. Um I, I that's one kid we will probably be seeing like him doing something a little bit more than what people thought, you know, he's, he's different. He's electric. Yeah, he shouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let, let, let him leave the
0: town. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting, I mean, Coach Hudson's back here now, and you'd know better than we would, but he does appear to be going after the Valley kid more
2: now. Absolutely, like, Hunt is doing a great job, you know, his, his, his um, area is more Bakersfield, but, yeah. I mean, he, he's been one of the best recruiters in the, in the country. Um, but I think this year was a year that um, we had a lot of talent that could probably actually could have made an impact for him. But because of the COVID and some of the things that are happening, he's kind of in a bad position himself. So you can't totally just blame him like, hey, you're not recruiting AJ. It's just so much stuff going on with the seniors coming back. Um, You know, it's just a lot to where they don't even know where they're going, you know, from here. You mentioned AK, Gloves North. This kid, I mean, all I'm hearing is just brilliant. Oh, my God. AK, the first day I met, funny story, I met AK. Um, he said, Coach, uh, we made a video clip for him. Hey, coach, you guys were wrong on my GPA. I'm not a 4.6. I'm 4.75. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so.
2: Okay, AK, cool. I said, so, so AK, okay, man, so what? what uh, talk to me. Have you taken the ACT or SAT yet? He said, yeah, Coach, but I did really. I, I, I got to retake it. You know, when you think about retaking yeah. you think you got a no low score. Yeah. yeah, coach, I got a 33 out of 36 on the ACT. So, okay.
0: In other words, any school in the country would say yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Okay.
2: Cool. Okay. Yeah, that's awful. A.K. they redo it. You know, redo but it. yeah. No, he's a brilliant kid. You know, he reminded me of Draymond Green. I don't even think he's done growing. Mm.
1: Like, what are you think, he like six seven now? Yes,
2: logistics seven and cut up, can handle the ball, can make decisions, can post you, can go out to one, two, three, four. Five. Like, he, he's in the head of my press. Oh, wow. Yeah, him and AJ, they, they when I do a two, two, one, it's him, them two. You know, because they, 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 they got lateral, they got length, size, the athleticism. Yes, yeah, yes. Take those angles. Yeah, like I say, that, like say if we didn't have this pandemic. A.K. would probably be wherever he wants to be, Mountain West or lower. A.J. would probably be Pac-12, you know. it's a, a um, Even Jeremiah Hanna, like, he, you watch him you know, and Carson, they would probably be somewhere, but the pandemic has put a damper
0: on these kids. To be yeah. able to get that notice and stuff. Yeah. You got every every dude in town right now all playing on one team with you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Oh no, it's, I'm telling you, them practices are competitive. Kind of remind me of those federal state practices where – it's so no night off. No, no, you know Joseph come in. He knows uh, James from um, Virginia, the new kid. He's gonna push him. Uh, AK knows that uh, AJ gonna push him. Uh, Cole knows Jaden gonna push him. So it's always somebody that's pushing you to be great. And you know, uh, good thing about these kids is uh, so I had Jalen's team. And they wasn't as fun as coaching this team because this team was more Valley kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you with those Adidas and under those contracts, you know, you kind of require to... There's those
1: requirements that you have required, to win X amount of games. Yeah, you got to have
2: certain, some, some players and they yeah. may, may not necessarily be from your area, but this is an all-Valley team and they fun to coach. They cheer each other because they all know each other's uh, struggles to get recruited. And so they, they're very motivating to each other. they like a real brotherhood. That's awesome.
1: So I want to go different because I know now you're in the wine game. Yes. Yeah. So I want to know, like, what, like, I know nothing about wine. I absolutely know. So what, like, what makes a good wine?
2: Uh, Where it's from. Okay. Um, the soil, how it's grown, the weather, um, a lot of things. It, it all depends on, on taste. Like I said, for me, I got into wine. I was talking about wine when I was played over in France. Um, I wanted to do a wine for athletes so i think i'm probably one of the only sports specific wine you know with with center cork everybody know what the the ball is for (laughs) like (laughs) no secret so you know but so i I did want to keep my wine on the lines of health so that's why i started off with red okay you know so i started off my first wine was a red blend All my all my stuff is made in the Sonoma area. Okay. um, Because of the the quality of of grapes and the soil in the vineyard, stuff like that. So, um, my consultant is uh, Dave, who went to San Joaquin Memorial. So he's a he's a a, he owns a winery out in that area. So it's still still a a valley connection. That is awesome. So, uh, yeah, like I said. you know everybody got different tastes you know everybody got a different palate. um but again for me i want to start off with red because the the health benefits
0: And this okay. is a pretty new venture for you right it is yeah it is it is And uh, some of my friends are like what the heck <laughs> uh,
2: but um you know during the pandemic you know uh you know how aau is yes. man you after them stressful games, you'll go down, have you some wine. And so I thought about that. I was like, listen, every time I go to the lobby, my parents are drinking wine. Like, I need some wine sometime. Um, it's not hard liquor. You got some health benefits to it. Why not? You know, because once I left France, I was kind of interested. Like, man, I wish I could start my own wine in, in America. But I never had the time. Mm-hmm. So the pandemic did give me time to kind of do a new venture.
0: I love so, that it's kind of full circle, too. You know, it sparks an interest years and years ago when you're playing ball overseas and never really probably realized that it would come, come back around like I'll that. do one
2: better. The person that introduced me with Dave was my assistant coach at Washington. And so That's crazy. it kind of was yeah. full circle. Yeah. Cool. Like it, like it was kind of meant to be kind of oh, it, yeah. it just kind of all fell in place.
0: Now where can we, uh, where can we find your Oh, you just go onto my website at centercork.com.
2: All right. Yep. And uh, right now we just released our new Moscato and our Rosé. Uh, okay. But we still have some red blend for the red red wine lovers. And now we have some white wine for the, the white
0: lovers. Centercork.com. You're, I see her on the on social media too. Yes. So, yeah, look it up, Centercork. Yep. I'm going to have to get a and, bottle
1: for my sister. Yeah. She's and, a big and,
2: wine fan. And, and when you buy a bottle, you're actually helping the youth because what I do, I do take a portion of what is earned to help continue to travel and take these guys where they need to go guys and girls go where they need to be seen
0: that's awesome yeah it really is. I love it centercork.com check it out awesome well man we're already going we're almost an hour here I appreciate you being here man (laughs) thank you guys this was was wonderful yeah thank you telling you he's the king of basketball he is the local king of basketball yeah yeah
1: if you got a kid that needs like
0: needs help better call Demetrius I'm telling you I was talking okay. to a girl at Fresno Christian the other day. and I didn't even know she was playing, but Tory? she's yeah. To, <laughs> I didn't even know she was down there with you. Yeah, Toy's down yeah.
2: there. Toy's she's, she's getting better by the day. You know, uh, again, for her, she got to play against some of the top talent out here yeah. too, so it speeds up her process.
1: Absolutely. Anybody who asked me, like play travel ball, guy or girl, it's. Who do you who, like? Who should I go? Demetrius?
2: You know, I got to get better coaches like Jason out there. I've been trying to get him for five <laughs> he <was>. years. <laughs> yeah. He was. Yeah, I, I had to. Re, I'm recruiting him harder than the players. Nice. <laughs> he got me working.
0: He got me working too hard. Jason's the man. I got do him. appreciate you being on, man.
1: You're yep. one of the first persons I thought of. And I remember I was I'm going off topic, but I remember I first met you when I was coaching at Hoover. Yep and i remember calling my my buddy alex and i was just like you'll never know who i just met he's like who i was like demetrius sport like Mm -hmm. because probably what like you like i idolized you when you were playing in high school i don't like i've never told you this like (laughs) I literally, like, when I met you, it was almost when I met, like, it's very similar to when I went to Jordan camp and I met Michael Jordan. Like, you were one of my local heroes growing up. I appreciate up. that. Man. And I, it was just, it was, it's always, I'm always excited when I get to be around you and talk with yeah.
2: you. No, I appreciate that, man, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I know that
0: you're doing that for someone else and you're doing it well. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for being Thank here. You. We'll wrap this up. Appreciate you. Off the bench. You've been listening to the Off the Bench podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench.